Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Hey everyone, today's episode is a bonus episode, and this was something we recorded on the app called Clubhouse. We're doing weekly Clubhouse chats on Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific, and this week's chat was with me and Crystal Bird Ukta. We talked about personal branding, both as a photography genre and also about how to brand yourself as a branding photographer. Listen in as we talk through this and answer some questions from the audience, and make sure to join our guests next Friday on Clubhouse too. Okay, let's start the show. Welcome, Crystal. Welcome, Nikki. Uh, Hi. Hi, Crystal. Everybody's just showing up here. Hey, Nikki. Thanks for doing this with us. You're so good at Clubhouse. I was like, (laughs) Aaron and Ella, Aaron's producer, they were like, who do you want next? And I was like, how about Crystal? She's so good. (laughs) I know I can talk. I can talk. (laughs) It's good, though. You need someone who can, you know, like, hold a good conversation and just have lots of interesting things to say. And so, yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Cool. I love the profile picture. Oh, thanks. That's basically like my kid telling me to shut, shut up. <laughs> He's like, Mama. Super adorable. Super <laughs> adorable. He's so little there, my baby. So first okay. of all, I am Ella Ketzner, and I am the director of community success with the Portrait System, Super Ace Education, and the Portrait Masters. And our topic today is uh, personal branding photography, and then also talking about um, working on branding your own photography business. So, Nikki, Crystal, if you want to take it away. Sounds good. Thanks, Ella. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Nikki Klosser, and I am, gosh, what am I? I'm the host of the Portrait System podcast, and then I am a team member of Sue Rice Education. And yeah, that's me. So Crystal and I were, when we were trying to decide on a topic, we both thought this would be a good one. One, because we both photograph personal branding. I think this will probably be two parts. So if you have questions around either part, that's totally fine. So one is just how to be a personal branding photographer and to find success in that. It's just anything that comes along with that. And then also, like I said, just how to brand yourself as a personal branding photographer. So, Crystal, do you want to say a little bit about what you do and and what your business looks like? Okay. My name (laughs) is Crystal. I am based out of Atlanta. I'm a portrait photographer specializing in um, glamour portrait as well as personal branding. Um, Yeah, so I've been kind of like full-time with Subrise Education as my um, platform uh, for the last four years. And I've just seen like so much growth um, from being a part of this community. So yeah. Yeah. And you know, personal branding is something that is definitely, so head, there's headshots and there's personal branding. And I think sometimes people get confused with the two of them. I really see it as the same thing. It, to me, for personal branding, it's a little bit more of an extensive experience, like with the hair and makeup, and maybe there's multiple looks, where I think headshots traditionally have been, you sit down, you do one outfit, you do a couple poses, and then you pick your photos, and then you're done sort of situation, more of like an express service, where personal branding seems to be more extensive. But what I'm finding is that headshot, like cl- traditional headshots are no longer what people want. Like even corporate companies are starting to hire. I was hired by three different corporate companies in 2020 to do headshots because they had experiences where they had this sort of express headshot, you know, type of situation where they hired people and their, their employees were not happy with the photos. So people are starting to branch out looking for something different than the traditional sit and shoot kind of 
situation. And I think it's really becoming a genre that is growing and growing and growing like crazy. What do you think, Crystal? Yeah. And I also feel that just based off of the last, especially the last year of me um, really doing this, um, is that it's even broken down further. Um, you have some people who want to come in and they want to have a nice flow of what they would call headshots, which are in studio and they might be like, you know, a couple different flows um, that they can use for different things, whether it be for different headshots for different um, profile pictures. But then you also have the people who want to have content made, you know, and and that's where um, you can kind of start to win because you have to um, look at what are trends, you know, that you're seeing on social media and be able to create images that can go along with those trends. So um, so on one end, you do have the people who are very traditional and they're, they, they're traditional, but they yet yet they don't want to be so stiff. And they might want to have like a couple headshots, but they look different and they show different sides of them, you know, but then you have people who are creating content on their pages. So they might want to have some pictures where they're not. So in studio, they might want to have some outside. Um, They might want to have some showing them doing their, their work. Um, They might have, sorry, somebody's getting yelled at. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They might have um, some images um, that are, um, you know, with different facial expressions that they could be able to use um, for different content purposes, whether it's, you know, carousels or, um, you know, email blasts, or now a lot of people are doing PowerPoint presentations online and they need to be able to pop their picture in. Yes. So, um, so I'm feeling like um, personal branding is so broad and there's so many different opportunities within that. Yeah, that's such a good point. That, and especially now that we've moved to such a virtual world, you know, not everyone has even a professional photo to throw up on Zoom or like you said, to put up in a presentation. And so it's interesting because while a lot of, especially, gosh, the event world and weddings got hammered with all of this and not being able to, you know, have the income that they normally do, I found, man, I was, I was pretty busy and I was getting busier. I mean, obviously there were a couple months where I wasn't able to shoot legally and just, I wouldn't, but I I mean, I think people are realizing how important it is to have a professional photo. And like you said, also just different content to put on social media, to put in presentations, all of that. It's just so, so important. I just wanted to chime in here real quick and say, I am definitely aware of that. And right now my picture in here is just, you know, a random selfie. <laughs> so we need I, to I'm get guessing. you into my studio. Let's get yeah. you into my studio, Ella. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> why haven't we done that yet? We yeah, need we, need to, we need to make a deal. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. But yeah, it is. It's one of those things because our professional photo is, it can be a make or break whether or not someone's going to hire us. Because if you're a, a real estate agent or an insurance agent or, you know, any trade or anything that someone wants to hire, you're like within a sea of other realtors who are competing with you for the same clients. So how are they, how are your clients going to stand out? And that's something that I talk about with my clients when they're like, oh, I just want one headshot. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about why you need more than one headshot. And so like helping people understand the power of really amazing professional photos can truly help you build your client base, I think. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, um, really sitting down and being able to talk with your client is super important. Um, I try to also, um, you know, when I'm posting, um, I try to touch on those points um, so that I can keep people's minds just constantly moving with um, so they can come up with ideas. And then when I'm doing the consultation before they even tell me, oh, I just need a couple of pictures. And I say like, hey, um, so what are you going to be using your pictures for? And I'll start throwing out the ideas so that they, and they'll be like, oh, wow, I didn't even think about that. But that sounds like a great idea. Like I'll say, are you planning on doing any, are you being invited to any, um, you know, universities to speak? Are you going to be creating, um, you know, are you going to be creating any PowerPoint presentations? Are you going to be doing lectures? Are you going to be featured in magazines? Are you going to be um, making your own book? You know, like, are you creating an ebook? You know, so we can kind of like expand the mind. Um, and I always try to tell them, you know, you definitely don't want to use one headshot for every single thing that you do mm-hmm. because it starts to be kind of boring. Absolutely. You, you bring up such a good point. And I always say too, 
the the photos that get the most traction typically is when you change out your your profile photo. Everyone, especially if you're not someone who posts a lot of photos of yourself, as soon as you post that new photo, people go crazy. So if you have, you know, like my smallest personal branding package is five photos. So if, even if you get the smallest package at five photos, you basically could swap out your your photo every other month, give or take a few days, and have a full year worth of profile photos. And then you could have a separate photo for your email um, signature or your business card or, you know, it, and like you said, the same photo over and over gets boring, stuffy, and and you can show people, like you said, the different sides of you if you have a couple different sort of looks or whatever. So these are all things that I help my clients understand and just talk through during the consultation just to encourage them that you don't just need the one photo. So So that's kind of working really well for me at this point. Is that mostly what you shoot at this point, Crystal? I know you said you do some glamour, and but what percentage would you say is is personal branding? I would say at least half is right now. Yeah, I'd say about half of my work is personal branding. And it was funny because even in the beginning, I had a feeling that the major that I would start to have a large amount of people who would want to hire me for headshots, and that that would be the fuel. And then, you know, me being able to do like glamour and all that kind of stuff would be like the fun stuff. And um, just as I've grown, I have had a chance to kind of have like a nice amount of portrait sessions. But the headshot sessions were coming in. I want to say like two years ago, it was just all headshots and I was getting super bored with that. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, oh, I can't post these. It's just so boring. And um, what I did was, I knew that I wanted to kind of step into a little bit of lifestyle branding. I didn't necessarily say that I wanted to do that all the time because honestly, I don't like looking for locations and all that type of stress. Um, but I knew I liked that and I, and I liked helping women build in their business. That's what was really exciting for me. Um, so what I did was I did a portfolio shoot and I got somebody, you know, to, that I knew would have a good following or whatnot. And I did a free shoot with her and I gave her a ton of branding pictures because I knew she would like post them. I, I didn't want to work with somebody who I didn't think was going to post the pictures. So mm -hmm. I knew she would like post them. I knew she would evangelize for me. So um, <clears throat> once I did that, I started getting a little bit more of the people who wanted to do that style of photography. And um, I did have a little bit of a um, block, uh, with it at first, because I did notice, you know, that there were, there were photographers, you know, and we're not supposed to look at other photographers as examples, but there were photographers who were really good in the, you know, photography community here. Um, they were really good and they still weren't really charging what I was charging. So mm -hmm. it took a long time for me to figure out like exact, the exact formula that I would use. Um, but what's funny is I did notice over time, those photographers started changing and lifting their prices. So it made me feel a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's great. I was yeah. up against something similar where when I, I joined a networking group and the person who had been doing everyone's photos was charging 150 bucks and then doing like $99 specials. And I'm walking in thinking, well, huh, okay, this is going to be interesting because like you can't really do personal branding shoot with me for under a thousand dollars because it's two sixty nine for the session fee and that includes your hair and makeup and four outfits. And then I start at seven ninety five. Or at the time I started at seven fifty. Oh, I've raised it a whole whopping forty five dollars. But anyway, it you know, and so I kind of was like panicking. Like, how am I gonna do this? And exactly what you said you did is you found someone who would be an evangelist for you. That's exactly what I looked around that group like who here is the, is the most influential person in this group? And does she post on her social media all the time? Does she give people credit and tag, you know, for her photos? And sure enough, she did. And so I went right up to her and I was like, I love what you do. Do you want to do a trade? She was like, hell yes. And we did. And that helped tremendously because people saw her photos and then eventually it just snowballed. And it was so worth doing that free i mean it was a trade but you know what i mean like that sort of whether you trade or do a free shoot uh that was so so important for my business growth because when you are kind of like going up against someone when they're used to paying 150 bucks i'm like yeah i'm a thousand dollars at first people are like what but then eventually it becomes the norm like you said 
other photographers start to see that you're charging more and that your Instagram feed is full of new clients. And they're like, whoa, okay, maybe there's something to this. So that's awesome. Yeah. And I do want to say just to the audience, like, don't, uh, don't take everything that I said to heart because at the same time, like there's plenty to go around. Like there are so many people out there who don't even have an updated headshot. There's so many people that there's enough room for everybody to basically win with this um, because there's so many people who have to get up to date. I remember when I worked for a staffing agency um, and this was back in 2013 and um, my job was to come and help this staffing agency get up to date with the with technology because they had yet to even embark with social media. And uh, once I started doing that, I realized just how many companies were out there that still hadn't been um, you know, ready for social media and that there was so much opportunity in just helping businesses do that. It's the same thing when it comes to personal branding photography. There's so many people out there who just haven't even do that. I mean, how many of you guys in the audience, and I don't know how to tell, but how many of you guys in the audience can even say that you've had a personal branding shoot? you know, and, and you might have some things that you need to have updated. Do you have a picture for your website? Do you have a picture for your about me page? Do you have a picture for your, all of your different social medias um, that kind of show off and kind of speak to uh, the language of those apps, you know, and if you don't, then you're, you're in a, you're a candidate as well. Like, so don't, um, you know, look at me when I said like, oh man, there was a competition. I was worried. I was, but at the same time, once I started working, people were flying in from out of town to shoot with me. That means somebody in their town was not available to do this type of work. So, so yeah, right on with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like you said, there are enough clients for all of us. Just totally there are. And this is something we talked about in the 90 day startup challenge, you know, and our goal is that at the end of the 90 days, people are successfully booking clients regularly. Like that's what we want. And everything that Sue is included in the program is like, it teaches to that. So what we talked about was a huge part of this is figuring out your pricing and setting your pricing and your cost of goods and just everything that comes along with that. It gets to the point where you don't feel like I don't want people to feel like, oh, you have to start out charging, you know, full blown industry standard. Like this is something that you could work up towards if you're not super comfortable. So when it came down to, okay, how many clients do you really truly need per month at your take home profit from each photo shoot? And for me, when I worked that out years ago, it was eight clients. So eight shoots per month. And it's like out of so many people in this world, like if I can just find eight people per month that want to do what I, that want to take advantage of the service service that, that I offer, I'm good to go. Like sometimes if we break it down like that, it can just, it makes things so much easier. And like you said, once kind of the word got out, people exact same thing. They were flying to me to, to get their photos done. So it's so, so, so important to just start somewhere. And it gets to the point where things will start to snowball. As long as you have, you, you connect, educate and deliver, you connect with your client, you educate them about the process, what they're going to get out of it, about your pricing, and then you deliver beautiful photos, you end up being that photographer that people want to book. So it's just, it really can be such an amazing process. Nikki, are you ready at this point to start taking some of the questions? Yeah, just one more thing. And I wanted to ask Crystal about this. When it comes to branding yourself, I just want to make sure people know that this is something that you have to show people what your service is and what you provide. You have to make it so clear to people that this is what I do. This is what you're going to get and really put your best foot forward in your marketing and your social media so that no one has to take a guess that you do personal branding. No one has to take a guess at what they might get if they book you. And Sue and I actually just recorded a, an episode on the Portrait System podcast about Pers uh, brand clarity. So she goes super in depth about that. But Crystal, how did you brand yourself in your area as like kind of the go-to headshots or personal branding photographer? Um, you know, really for me, I think that when I was building my business and when I was experiencing like 
you know, learning all of the different techniques on how to connect with my audience and all that type of stuff, um, I started to know what was important for people. So I started to know what was important for me as a business owner to succeed. Therefore, I'm able to communicate with others that I completely understand what they're going through and what they need. So um, so being very vocal about that, um, being vocal about, you know, I know what type of imagery um, that you're trying to, that you need in order to connect with your audience. So um, that's really the main thing that I try to do. Um, I definitely went and got some photos that kind of reflected um, what personal branding looks like to me, uh, for myself. Um, and then as well, just like, you know, highlighting, I think one of the really cool things to do is to highlight, um, your clients and really kind of show them off a little bit and, uh, kind of show that you are all about like them winning and, you know, doing a lot of keywords that are, um, super important are like level up and, um, elevate and winning and using keywords like that in your posts um, also speak a certain language to people. So um, I think you just have to be really tactical on how you communicate and it'll come along with the images. So you can't just post your images and just expect people to come. Like let people know um, when you're posting, like what you're doing this for and why it's important to you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Ella, uh, questions. For sure. Yeah. If there Great. are so, yep. If you have any questions, just raise your hand and we'll bring you up into the conversation here. And then just when you start, please state your name and then state your question. So we're just bringing Gina up to the stage here. Hi, Gina. Hi, how are Hi. you? Good. Um, I, my question is, and I'm glad um, Crystal brought it up, is when you talk about personal branding, I've done both where it's more formal, uh, but recently I've been getting where we actually go out, and this, I'm talking about realtors, where we go out and we actually go to a house and we take you know, personal branding shots out there. My question is, do you um, price that differently? Is that, or is that two separate packages? If you do both for the same client, if you do the in-studio as well as get some, I like to call them like more like lifestyle type personal branding where you're actually showing them or taking pictures of them showing what they do. Yeah, if it's something, for me, if it's something that it's nearby and it's not, you know, a super long drive or whatever, then of course we try to do it in the same, in the same session where we'll start and do a couple outfits in my studio and then head to their location. The way I look at it is this is an opportunity for me to sell like my biggest package and more, because if they're going to have multiple, you know, two different locations, they're likely going to buy a lot of photos, mm -hmm. but I do have a travel fee. Cause if I need to, and granted, I, I usually shoot with natural light, but if I need to take anything with me and that extra driving fee, sometimes it depends. Like I'll tack on an extra $150 just location fee, that sort of thing. It really honestly just depends on the, on the situation. So like if like I had a, an interior design client who to to get to where she wanted to do we were doing photos in her clients um, like super huge walk in closet that was like bigger than my childhood bedroom and we it was like a block we walked a block down the street so I wasn't about to charge her one hundred and fifty dollars to walk a block down the street so mm -hmm. it just kind of depends on the situation but Crystal do you do it any differently? No, I price my um, my portrait sessions the same as my personal branding sessions. And I get asked that question a lot. Um, I will say this to me and a lot of people have a, have a block with that because they think that, oh, well, you know, they're getting a digital package versus a print package. But I feel like with my uh, branding it takes a lot more brain power for me to come up with um, <laughs> to come up with the ideas and um, go through all of the things that can kind of like help business owners succeed. So um, it's definitely, to me, it's even more valuable. So I definitely don't charge any less, um, but I do have minimums. Um, so if we're just going to do headshots, that's cool because sometimes people only want five images. Um, but if we're going to start doing like what you were talking about, Gina, with a little bit of lifestyle put into it or a full on lifestyle session, um, then I need to know in advance how many images they want to walk away with. So I make them um, pay for those sessions um, in advance. Um, so I have um, a minimum like I know that for the most part. 
this is changing a little bit. At first, I knew for a minimum that they would at least need 15 images, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then now I, I realize that most of them want to have at least 30 images mm-hmm. with the lifestyle. So, um, so at a minimum, they need to buy the 30 image package. So I've created additional packages for my branding that I don't provide for my portrait, but it's not less than the portrait. So my minimum package for lifestyle is at 30. Uh, it still might be at 15. I'm sorry. I just changed the price and I can't remember everything. Um, but it goes up to 50 images and they could always buy more, you know, yes. just depending. But for the most part, yeah, it's, it's the same pricing. Thank you. Yeah. Does that answer your question, Gina? It does. I think, I think um, Crystal hit on whether you price uh, a portrait session and a personal branding separately which I know there's been a lot of discussion about that, uh, but also you touched on where uh, it, de- it all depends on the personal branding shoot. Uh, basically, I was asking if you're doing a personal branding shoot in studio where it's more of a three-quarter length, you know, it's, it's more, I call it more than just a headshot. You get, you know, a couple outfits, different poses. Mm-hmm. And then what, what if they want to add on to it and go to actually, uh, you know, to if it's say for a realtor, the location to to, and stuff. Location. Yeah. So, I think, but Crystal, you hit on Pana. You, the very, I think it's very important in the consultation to find out what they want. Exactly. And then, oh, you one talk, more thing, Gina. Yes. You definitely should have an a la carte section in your pricing guide because one other thing, there's definitely added cost if they want to go to a location and we have to pay to be there. Yep. Oh, that's a good point. That's it. Very yeah. Good point. Yeah. You want to have that because. I will say like, okay, extra locations, you know, dependent on the, you know, depends on, you know, if there's a rate. Because like mm-hmm. some people might want to do an Airbnb, which is not always uh, allowed, but there is peer space, you guys, FYI. Mm-hmm. Um, you might want to do peer space, but you might have to pay $200 to be in that space. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to lose money because you want to go there and I have a free option for you. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So mm-hmm. you want to you make sure you have like an a la carte add-on to your uh, pricing guide. Yeah, that's a really great point. I actually had a a corporate company book me recently and they wanted me to photograph all of their team leaders. And I had photographed one of their, one of their team members had come to my, my studio from California in Seattle and I did her photos and in within their company directory, especially right now, instead of necessarily being live on Zoom where you, or having the video turned on, everyone has their photo up. And everyone was like, Roxanne, who did your photos? And so she gave them my name and they ended up booking me to photograph all of their team leaders around the country. It's been a little tricky with COVID. But so what I did is is exactly what you said, Crystal, is is I had to start adding line items. Like if I'm gonna travel to a location each day that I'm traveling is an extra $500 because it's a day away from my business. Plus they're paying for my flight, my hotel, you know, Ubers, all of that. And so that is something that we have to be super clear about with those line items. And I think that it's important, even if you don't have it spelled out what those things might cost, putting like little asterisks in there and saying like, you know, if we leave the studio, there might be a location on location fee or, you know, any, travel with, you know, more than two hours will be X amount or whatever that might be. It's just so important to educate your clients through the process. So, yeah. Well, thank you, Gina. Thanks. Well, I was going to ask Lenka, Lenka, if you're there, are you, tell me a little bit about if you're doing any sort of personal branding or how you brand yourself in your area to be like the photographer that people want to book. I'm totally putting Link on the spot. I don't know if she's... (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Nikki. Hi, Krista. Hi, Ella. Well, we're still in lockdown at the moment, so we're not working. We're not allowed to work, so it will be a few months before we beg. But just like Crystal, I think if you get yourself in a place where people trust you as somebody who can help them elevate their brand and uh, basically attract their ideal clients as a as someone who is a a specialist in the field then people will be attracted to your work and they will they will start following you because a lot of my clients for example now are people who started following me three four years ago when i was starting out and at certain point after watching you on social media there will be a post that will resonate with them and you know they will finally book and Obviously, a lot of the time it starts with the with the simple headshot request. You know, I just need one headshot. But 
I think if you talk to them, because a lot of the times they have no idea what you can do for them. They just think, okay, I need to update my LinkedIn profile or I need one picture for my about me part of the website. But then if you walk them through it and explain to them, actually, you know, if if you have a blog or if you are an author or that where you could use a little bit of variety, then it will give them ideas. And if you work with them from, from the start to finish and just walk them through the whole process and tell them, actually, we could do a few different outfits, we can do different locations, so it doesn't even look like it's been done on the same day. I think that helps them because, you know, most of the people have no idea what to expect. They, are, they have maybe experience from the past where the headshot was just, you know, really painful experience where somebody would show up in, in the office and the whole experience would be really awkward. They would feel totally unattractive when they saw the pictures. And actually I've had a client like that when the whole accountancy, the, where the, most of the female members were not happy with the pictures, just made it very clear to, the, to, the, to their boss that there's no way these pictures will be representing them in, on, online. So I think it's very important to, you know, communicate and, and make sure that they do get what, what, they, what they need because that picture for them is something that will be representing them for some, some time. And if you have a female part of the team who are not happy with their pictures, there is no way they will ever say yes to that. So, yeah, this is, this is, a, this is my, my experience where, yeah, we just had to reshoot it because somebody else didn't listen to what their needs are and what they actually want. So, yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. I cannot tell you how many times I've had clients come to me and say, I, I hated these headshots that I had done. It just was a completely different situation and, and they hated them. And, and that's not to say that, I mean, there are some really, really incredibly talented headshot photographers who they come in, they shoot, they get a great photo because the lighting's perfect. And they, you know, like I'm not diminishing that whatsoever because there really are people who succeed well at that. But then there are some people who don't. And I know this because my clients have told me multiple times. And so it's one of those things where I've had clients who will say, oh, I just can't afford you or whatever. And I'm like, that's okay. Like I'm here if you change your mind. And, and like you said, Lanka, sometimes it takes a while and then they do come back. Like no doesn't mean never. If you can make your, your posts and your marketing just so relatable that people can see themselves in that and, and realize like, okay, this is something that I want. If you talk about how you pose, you know, if you don't like being in front of a camera, that's okay. I have you. Like I am going to pose you. We're going to do your hair and makeup based on the way that you want to look and just make it so that it's not this scary like the whole office is like oh it's a headshot day like bleh. you know what I mean in in this this company that that hired me to fly around or whatever the ones who have had their photos done at this point what they've been doing is they've been sharing them in their like group chats or whatever and like everyone's like oh my gosh blah 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 like this is so and like they're cheerleaders and they're making people feel so good and they're like you're you've like changed our photo shoot experience and it's been kind of like a, a good team bonding situation situation from them so if in the future they ever decide to do this again and have them updated in a couple years or whatever it isn't going to be that dreadful like oh headshot day <laughs> you know absolutely and you will be the first person that they will think about because you know that experience that was maybe you know maybe they were scarred from from a previous session of previous experience and you change where you actually made it into enjoyable experience and something that they are proud of when they you know when they can show their pictures and and being really excited and how easy is this it's just from listening to what your client wants because at the end of the day it's not about us it's about our client and we are just there to make that vision or that dream of actually having an amazing looking professional photo come true. And it's all it is, is just listening and, and delivering, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'm curious, I know if people don't have questions, is there anyone who wants to share something that has been successful for them in their personal branding business or that has helped them to brand themselves to be the photographer that they want to be? Yeah, come up here, you guys. Don't be shy. Chelsea, <laughs> go for it. Hi, I'm um, actually, I don't have something to share. I did have a question. Sure, <laughs> um, no problem. I am very new and I am still portfolio building. 
And I'm coming to the point where I'm, I feel like in a couple of more portfolio builds, I'm going to be ready to start charging. And so I have not had any paid shoots. I have not earned a dime. And my question is, when, at what point do you feel that it is a good idea to start like paying for ads or doing like more paid marketing? Um, because for me, it feels like, okay, well, you don't do that until you're seeing, you know, I was guessing that it would be, you know, when you're, you're not seeing any, any clients come in, but yeah. What do you think about yeah. when, when you should start doing paid? Like, should I start from the get go? You know, like first time I get a paid shoot, just put some money toward paid marketing or should I wait? So I, I would love for Crystal to talk about this. I just want to do a quick plug because Crystal talks a lot about a campaign that she did that helped really, really grow her business. And it's going to be on the Portrait System podcast. If the episode comes out this Monday on the 20, February 22nd. So um, so she talks a lot about that. But Crystal, I'm curious what, what your answer is to that. Should, should Chelsea start paying for ads right away? No, you shouldn't. Um, and maybe some people will disagree, but I think that... Um, just like what Nikki said, I'm going to talk about campaigns. Um, I think there's way too many other opportunities for you to market yourself than to spend money in your ads. And um, and I'm not downing ads. I, I have an ad running right now. I haven't had anybody, um, you know, convert from the ad to my actual, um, you know, to the actual contacting me yet. Um, I'm not saying that ads don't work. Um, it probably takes a long time and consistency, but I think that you'll be more effective by trying to reach the people in your circles first um, and and really focusing on speaking to them. Like they know you already, right? And they're seeing you grow. And when they start to see you grow, they want to they wanna put into you. They want to pour into you. So I would probably start off with doing a campaign and um, if you're a member of SB, then you could go and look at all of the videos that Sue talks about campaigns um, and really listen to that because that helped me a lot. I think Kat um, has quite a few posts in the group, too, that really break down um, campaigns. Um, I think Bethany, too. I'm not sure. But there's just look in the group and type in campaign and look at all that crap because, I mean so much wealth of information is right in the posts. Um, the next thing that I would do is, um, depending on what your, what your goal is, like if you, for instance, um, something that I did, um, as a, uh, way to try to get more clients. And actually I just had this happen today, um, with the campaign, I also did a business to business campaign. So I have a business that I was interested in working with who is a wig maker and me and her got together and I just, you know, tapped in with her and I was like, I love what you're doing. I love your work and I have to work with you one day. And then uh, we created a campaign, but I also gave her like a stack of vouchers. I gave her 10, sta 10 vouchers and I told her, give these to your very best clients. Like don't give them to the ones who are just buying your cheapest product. Like give it to your very best client. And um, it's a gift voucher for a shoot with me. One of her people just called me today. Um, they're already talking about booking two shoots. Yeah, I'm not going to make a ton of money off off of them right away, but I could because I can upsell, right? So um, I would definitely, instead of paying for ads, I'd be trying to network with who you know first. Absolutely agreed. Honestly, I don't think I've really spent much money at all on paid ads. I have done a couple uh, and I've gotten some success, but the most successful I've been with marketing has been from building relationships with within, well, okay. For, when it comes to personal branding within networking groups and right now networking groups might be virtual and that's okay. Lots of, I mean, these groups pivoted without blinking an eye to these amazing online meetings where you even get to share. It's kind of nice because you get a chance to share your screen and show your work and that sort of thing. But building relationships and not going into a networking situation or a business to business thing and expecting to like book someone right away. It's all about building those relationships and, and building that trust. And eventually it happens, giving out gift vouchers. I mean, there's so many, yes, you have to pay for the cost of the gift voucher and that sort of thing, but there are a lot of things that you can do that are free that you don't necessarily have to spend money on. So it just really depends. If you've got the money and you want to spend it, go for it. You know, it just, it just depends. Hopefully that yeah. answers your question. Yeah. And just yeah. know that, like she said, it's going to take time 
don't rush the process. Let's just be in the process. If you're not getting the clients that you want, keep on adding to the folio and just keep on shooting and keep on posting your work. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say, you know, and you never know when an opportunity might might just come up on, so for example, your Facebook feed. Like I actually just had a friend post on my Facebook feed yesterday who was like, uh, who knows of a great photographer in New York? Uh, I just got engaged and I need someone who's a um, queer, friendly, multiracial, um, savvy, um, you know, uh, engagement photographer. Plus, I also need personal branding because I'm, I'm an author and I need a new photo for my books. So I was like, ooh, I can probably help find someone for you there. So um, you, yeah, you just never know where opportunities might arise. Hi, Caitlin. Do you have a Hi, question? Hi, how are you guys? Quick Good. question. So I know social media is important because like it's everybody has one, um, but how important is it really um, to constantly update it? I feel so intimidating making a post, saying the right things, getting the right engagements. I just wanted to know like your thoughts on how often and how how important really is social media? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I find it to be kind of overwhelming and intimidating myself where it's just like, ugh. But what I can recommend that I found is such a good sort of recipe for me is making sure that like every third or fourth photo that I post is one that I'm really, really proud of because we only have a few seconds for someone to scroll our Instagram or scroll our Facebook page. And trust me, they're looking to decide whether or not they're going to stay and want to learn more from you or they're going to go. So even if you post once a week, twice a week, maybe once a day, make sure it's a strong post. And when it comes to not knowing what to say, gosh, if you can just think about that client that you photographed and think of something that you loved about him or her or them, then talk about that. Like, you know, Kaylin has a heart of gold. Not only is she beautiful, but she's one of the kindest people I've ever met. She's a real estate agent. And if you need to sell your house, I highly recommend her. Or, you know, Evelyn is a mom of two. She's a teacher. She never has time for pampering herself. So I am so glad that, you know, she came in and she brought her mom and we did this photo shoot. Like just make it about the client and talk about what you do within there. So it kind of takes the pressure off. It's like, you can always come up with something that you liked about that client, you know, in that way, it makes it relatable to other people where they might be able to see themselves in that post. And then also it takes the pressure off. Like it doesn't have to be all the time, but if I go on your Instagram and I see you haven't posted since 2018, I'm going to assume you're out of business. So that's just kind of my two cents. Thank you. Thank you very much. If I can add something, Kaylin, I would personally, I know it's quite overwhelming because in Facebook, we have LinkedIn, you know, TikTok and all these social media platforms. I think I would personally just focus on one to start with that you can, you know, nail in, in a way where you will put most of your energy social media and I'm not amazing at, at posting either but the way I see it is that you are building your audience and like I said there's lots of clients who are currently my clients who started following me like a few years ago by posting you are being seen because these people are watching you these people are watching you and one day one of those posts will resonate with them and after they will pick up that phone and and book you so I think it's it's a great way to showcase your work and it's a great way to to build your audience because these people otherwise wouldn't necessarily know what you're up to. I agree. Thank you so much. Thank you for your question. Okay, I'm, am I gonna? I might say this wrong. Uh, Joreen, did I say it? <laughs> it's Joreen, but uh, you did a good attempt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, you. So, Hi, welcome. Welcome. Uh, so I'm kind of new to Clubhouse, but I wanted to add a bit to Chelsea her question. Uh, on first paid clients like the first habit i guess you will have to make yourself comfortable with is when a person asks you for a shoot don't be afraid to lose them but set a price if you notice that they all always say yes you should really up your price of course they always say no maybe ask a lower price and the second thing i did to get like more uh, paid clients is um like on valentine's day you can post uh, who wants a valentine shoot with a few time slots 
and with a kind of cheap price on it. So you have like four or five time slots and the sum of those five shoots will get you some cool money. That's what I wanted to add. Thank you. Awesome. I thank appreciate you. it. And oh, and thank you for everybody else for answering my question as well. Absolutely. Thank you, Jerome. Okay, so it looks like we don't have any other questions. Is there anything else, Crystal, that you found to just really get your your business going? I'm trying to think like, okay, social media was a big one for me because we do have such a visual platform. And if you can tag your client, tag the hair and makeup artist, tag the location, it's going to be shared more often. So for me, it was the networking groups. It was the, oh, gift vouchers. We haven't really talked much about gift vouchers yet. Gift vouchers are something that for sure helped build my personal branding business. Because when I would go to a group, and a networking group, and so a lot of times what they do is they have like giveaways or something. And then I could give away session fees. I could give away as many as I want. And yes, I would be pay paying for the hair and makeup out of my pocket. But I know on the back end that the majority of people, if not all, are going to buy a package. So it ended up being worth it. And then every client that I book ends up having someone referred to me. Whether or not that referral books, you know, it's hard to say. But the 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 point is, is that the more happy clients you have, the more people they're telling about you. And sometimes that means like just getting them in the door with a gift voucher. Those have really been the most successful things for me. The gift voucher, the social media and networking groups. Is there anything else, Crystal, you could think of that has really, really just, well, your campaign, what you're going to talk about on the podcast. So yeah. campaign. Um, and then also the, um, the referral, the bounce back referral. So, um, Kara Marie talked about that. If you go into the lives and you look up Kara Marie, um, you can see it, but, um, I, I don't do this anymore cause I'm doing unedited reveals now, but when I was doing, uh, edited reveals, obviously that would take place about two weeks after the shoot. Um, she has a voucher, um, that she had as a template, which served as a sneak peek. So, um, you know, some people like to do a sneak peek, like one image that's available to kind of post and share the next day after the shoot or whatever. So I used her voucher and I would give, you know, my clients um, the opportunity to get a hundred dollars off of their shoot if, if their friends booked with me before the reveal. Um, I've had a few situations where that's worked out. Um, so that's always something I just believe in trying everything, you know, I just believe in trying everything and seeing what works with you and what doesn't work with you. So, um, also, um, I think we've talked about this with Jerson when they were talking about, um, you know, social media and really playing with it. And, um, one of the biggest things is behind the scenes, you know, really, really, really showing people behind the scenes um, is super, super effective. Like people seeing everything that you do from um, putting the photos inside of the mats to what your setup looks like um, to um, how the hair um, and before and afters with the hair, all of that kind of stuff really helps. Um, and it's super effective in getting people engaged because a lot of times people think that you just going out and taking some pictures. I think it's just so easy. But when they start to see everything that you put into it, they understand why you are so special, why you stand out more than anybody else. Um, my assistant, last week we didn't have a shoot on my usual shoot day. And my assistant is building her portfolio right now. And um, what she did was she set up her camera and I was there, but she set up her phone to record her building a set and she built the whole set. And then she had a model come in and um, it just was a beautiful shoot that she did. And um, she just posted the behind the scenes and the final product um, in a Facebook group that we're in together and literally like other photographers were like, I want you to take my picture and she's portfolio building. So, um, definitely get those behind the scenes pictures. I can't believe not most, this room has so many people and nobody came up on the stage to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wanted to say how you said you do the reveals now, your photo viewings without editing the photos. I feel like that's such a hot topic right now. <sighs> we, had, we had a couple posts in our it's controversial. Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. never show un unedited photos and that works well for me. The way that yeah. I do the process, it works well. 
showing unedited photos for you works well for you. It's like they're sometimes. Okay. Sometimes, Nikki, I can kind of feel out who I need to do this with and who I don't. Ah. And you know the clients. You already know that there's some clients who are so already self-conscious about themselves. Mm -hmm. Those people might need to have their photos edited before you show it to them. I had to... felt like I had to do the unedited reveals because there were too many situations where I'm coming out of pocket to, because I had to outsource my editing. I'm coming out of pocket to edit and I'm paying like $200. And see, I will say this as well. Last year in 2020, my pricing is not the same as it was. So if somebody came and bought my smallest package and I spent $200 on editing, that means I only made like, you know, last year, like four four hundred dollars off my shoot right yeah so i couldn't do that anymore i was like this is not acceptable so luckily i did raise my price but then i also did the unedited reveals i don't feel like i'm making more sales or less sales with doing it so but i definitely agree nikki everybody some people just can't see the vision and you have to you know but you know it just depends yeah, for sure. I mean, there are some people who that is their whole model is that they they shoot tethered, um, you know, and people see their photos right away. And that works for them. Like we actually had a debate in the Facebook group the other day and um, a guy named Kevin, who's an amazing headshot photographer. That's what he does. He tethers the clients, pick their photos right then and there. And then the, he, he doesn't do any sort of like proofing gallery or anything, but he edits the ones that they love and it's good to go where that's just, I do a completely different process. So it's really just about making it what works for you. So, um, yeah. Um, so I just wanted to jump in here. We actually have two more questions from the group. So we, ha- we have um, Amy. Amy's up next. Hi, Amy. Hi. My question is mainly like, um, headshots and personal branding, which is something I'm very interested in and have done in the past, but always kind of kept, kept it separate from like portraiture. So I'm interested to um, just hear the understanding um, of how to package it as the, the portrait packages, because I can see it being very different from someone who wants to come in, who's a coffee shop owner or someone who's like a CEO at a bank, like where um, I know they were saying some people need like maybe just five images compared to 30. So I'm kind of wondering how it would be the same, like all the way through when you're booking or packaging some of these or um, kind of how, how you guys go about doing that. Yeah. You know, my packages do not change based on career. You know, it, it is, my packages are what they are and whatever they do, that's fine. So I have, it's very similar to how I price, price regular portraits, but I do digital only packages. Like Crystal mentioned, mentioned that she's, hers is just the same no matter what portraits or personal branding. I do mine a little bit differently. So I've got the five photos for $800. I've got 10 photos for $1,200 and then 20 photos for $1,995. So 2000. And then there's a session fee, session fee of, of 269. And then I also have a la carte options where they can add on to their package, but they have to at least buy a package or they buy nothing, which very rarely happened. It happened a couple times at the beginning of my career. And that was totally my fault for not educating about the pricing because I was terrified about what I was pricing. So that was on me. So in the end, my pricing is a little bit lower because I'm not doing any print products, but my take home is the same, which I love because I hate dealing with print products. Anyway, the shipping, the packaging, the ordering, blah. Some people love it. Not my thing. So it really is up to you. Some people do it, like I said, where it's no different than their portrait pricing. And for me, I personally lower it a little bit. And then I do the digital only packages. Some people just do it per image. Like you can, you know, it's $250 per image until you get to like six images. And then the price goes down to like $199 per image. But if you buy 20, then it goes down to 100 per image. So really, it's what you're comfortable with. And then if you are doing the 90 day startup challenge in Sue Bryce Education, Sue, like the pricing, there's it, we just finished pricing week it was the second week so i highly recommend that if you haven't watched some of those pricing videos too does that answer your question yeah great thank you so much yeah crystal do you want to add to that yeah i was just going to reiterate so i have uh what i have in sections in on my pricing guide is the section that says headshots and branding there's collections of 5 10 or 15 um and those for me start off at 1200 and they go up from there 
And then I have additional packages, which I say lifestyle and content. And those um, start off with, I think, I can't remember if I did 15 images or 30, um, but I definitely have like, let's say 15, 30 and 50. So, um, and that's just in a separate section. So that it's, it just keeps tearing up. It doesn't, it doesn't have um, different pricing. It's just get with the more photos that you have, the more it costs. Thank you, Crystal. Uh, Amy, is there anything else or does that answer your question? Yeah, pretty much. I think I'm going to go back through um, with the the pricing guide because I am going through the the 90 day challenge right now. And I kind of was more focused on the portraiture um, and kept um, the headshots like a little bit separate. But I do see how it's a little bit more simplified with the digital, which is helpful. Um, I'm just I'm just looking how to target it because I've done yeah, it. They're in the still past. worth. They're still um, worth the same amount, though. Right, Remember that. Right. Because yeah. just because, and I know Nikki does her thing that I'm not judging you, but just because <laughs> you don't have them printed doesn't mean they're less valuable because, in fact, they could be more valuable. You're literally helping somebody make money. Right. Yeah. And I, and I say, and you kind of go from a headshot type thing to where you're, you know, saying maybe like, you know, for example, like a, the, a woman who owns the coffee shop, you would just do a very executive style headshot for like maybe her LinkedIn. And then you would try to offer to do like more sitting no. in the coffee shop type of thing. Is, is that kind of where, how, no. how? No. Okay. If she, so if the CEO comes to me, he's automatically going to know, you know, I just want to have five headshots. Okay, we're going to do a headshot session in the studio. If somebody's like, yeah, I have a coffee shop. I want to have some pictures of me in the coffee shop, but I also want a headshot. Then I just make sure that while we're doing some lifestyle shoots that we also take some time out to do something a little bit more headshot-ish because she might want to put those as profile pictures or she might want to use it for a webinar or use it as a carousel with fun facts. You know, so I want to make sure that she has different facial expressions and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah, I just noticed that it, it can easily veer off while you're there, <laughs> the different directions. So I just want to make sure that my pricing that's why, know, encompasses all that. Yeah, and that's why you just want to have, uh, if you want to go into lifestyle, then you want to be able to have some packages that have a lot more pictures um, in the package. Yeah, great. Thank you so much. Cool. Thank you, Amy. Mike, what's your question or comment? Hey, firstly, thanks for having me on and for doing this show. I love listening to everyone chat about this stuff. So I am starting a new Facebook group. I'm supposed to move across the country a couple months ago. Plans changed. I'm staying here. So I'm going to build a local Facebook group and have somebody else, one of my, I guess you could say admin, she's been working with me and like behind the scenes stuff for a few years, uh, actually like create the content and leave the group. Since I mostly photograph women, I'd love to have her presence in the group as well. Um, and I've never built a group or had anyone run one for me. I'm just curious if you have any advice on how to fill it, where to get started. Yeah, I've got a Facebook group too, a VIP group for my um, for my clients. Um, I have my branding clients mixed in with my portrait clients. And I am sometimes wonder if I should have it separate. Um, I'm not sure. But um, I just feel like you should definitely just make sure you continue to engage, um, show behind the scenes, uh, kind of talk about little stuff like, Oh, um, you know, what do you think about, I mean, I don't know if this is your type of conversation, but for me, I would say, Hey, you guys, which dress color should I buy next? You know, like I'll have a picture of the dress and then the options. And that's a way to kind of get people engaged. I'll definitely highlight women in the group that I did a photo shoot with and show off all of their pictures. Sometimes I show off their pictures in the group before um, posting it to my social media so that everybody kind of can ooh and on ah support. Um, I ask for my clients after they've done a shoot to come in the group and give a testimony. Um, so you definitely want to do that. Um, so yeah, Facebook groups can be pretty cool as far as like being able to, um, you know, use it as a marketing tool. Um, is I, I don't know if as many people are excited about our groups as we are, <laughs> but I think it definitely helps. Cool. Thanks, Crystal. I have never done my own personal Facebook group other than, you know, just being part of photography groups and education groups. So I don't have a whole lot to add to that, but I've heard that they can be pretty successful. So Yeah. Cool. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Okay, so we are out of time. We're at our hour mark. And 
yeah, this was good. Thank you so much for being on, Crystal. And make sure you guys listen to Crystal's episode on the Portrait System podcast on Monday. And also, if you are not yet a member of Sue Bryce Education, we always encourage you to check check us out at SueBriceEducation.com or theportraitmasters.com is another one to go to as well, where there are lots of amazing courses and you can see beautiful awards photos from people from the Portrait Masters Awards and Accreditation. And yeah, that's about it. Ella, do you want to add anything else? Yeah, I just want to say if you are a member of Super Ice Education and you have any follow-up questions regarding personal branding photography or branding your photography business, you can always go into the members only Facebook group and tag Crystal and Nikki. And I'm sure they would be happy to answer anything that any questions that you might have. And then if you are um, not part of Super Ice Education and you're interested in learning a bit more, you can always go to supericeeducation.com, check us out. Uh, the Portrait System podcast, the website actually is supericeeducation.com slash podcast. So you can listen to that absolutely free. And if you have any questions about the education or the Portrait System store, awards, conference, all of that, you can always email me, um, support at supericeeducation.com. So i just like to thank our speakers. I'd like to thank Crystal for being here, Nikki, Lenka. Lenka, thank you for helping me moderate. And just thank you, everyone, who came in today. We really appreciate you checking out our uh, clubhouse here. And um, we hope to see you at the next one. Thanks again for listening today. And don't forget, you can listen to either me or our special guests every Friday on Clubhouse at 11 a.m. Pacific. Thank you so much for listening today to the Portrait System Podcast. If you like what you heard, we would really love for you to leave us a five-star review, either on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And I really, really want to encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com. Over there, you can find all of the education you need to become a successful photographer. It's only $35, and there are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 12-week startup program that I love. And there are posing downloads, lighting downloads. I mean, truly everything to help make you not only a better photographer, but to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.